It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. A happy Saturday, December 9th to everyone. This is Matt Shea. I'm filling in with Gary, for Gary and Suzanne, but don't worry. They're out there with you on the airwaves. And on behalf of KKNW and the Manson Mitchell team, we're going to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And I am looking at the guy who always has me in good hands. I refer to him as my Allstate agent. Nathan Miller, how are you this morning? Hey, Matt, and happy Merry Christmas to you and anything else out there that everybody may celebrate. We wish you very happy holiday greetings, and especially to you, Matt, because this is probably going to be the last time I see you before Christmas, so got to make sure I take my chance and get that in there for you. I appreciate that very much. We have got a special show today by popular demand, and I believe a condition of employment, we have Skip and Sean Lange back from the Psychic Spectrum radio show. They are a lot of fun. And throughout the show, I have come up with the 12 quotes of Christmas. I've actually came across several hundred the past week. They range from being humorous to thought, deep meaning for Christmas. And then we're going to cover such things as your fondest Christmas memories, your funniest Christmas memory, and of course, your spirit of Christmas, what it means to you, precisely what is that. But here we are. I'm looking at Skip and Sharon. Hey, Merry Christmas to you two. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. And we say hello to Nathan, too, when we're on the air here. And uh, we think that this is going to be a fun show. Yeah. Hi. Thanks, everyone. And hello to uh, uh, Gary and Suzanne, too. Thank you for letting us be on. I'm going to start off with the cute Shirley Temple quote before I get into my 12 quotes of Christmas. I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was six. Mother took me to a department store to see him, and he asked me for my autograph. <laughs> that, that would, that would sound like about right. That. I like that. A little that too human, sense. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's actually yeah. a good one. I like that. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah. That'd be well, cool. Wherever she goes, she must be used to it. But even Santa oh, Claus, yeah. that tainted things a little bit, but she <laughs> she survived in flying colors. Now, mm. in regards to Christmas, here's my opening Christmas quote, one of twelve. One of your fondest Christmas memories, it is. At Christmas, all roads lead to home. You know, that that is a good that is a good saying and a quote, but but I have to say that if it's in the person's heart, that's what it would all roads would lead to home. And people need to get the Christmas spirit back inside of them in the heart, not in the head. Ben, ben Franklin True. had a good one. A good conscience is a continual Christmas. That's right. Yeah, that's very true. But if you take that even further, that just means that that you should be looking at the people around you, your family, your loved ones, friends, uh, acquaintances, people you just met, and treat them with the most respect until you know a reason not to. Christmas should you know be all I mean? year long. It should be, just not December. Here's You're number, right. Here's number three. He who has not Christmas in his heart 
we'll never find it under a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a deep one. Yeah, that's very deep. Yeah, because how many people could actually, I mean, I know there's, I know they're out there, mm-hmm. but how many people could actually get up on Christmas morning, and I'm talking, you know, have the, the feeling of the spirit of Christmas, and go out into the front room or wherever their tree is, and there's no presents, and you're still grateful, you're still feeling blessed, and you're still happy. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. How many people? Here are two that go hand in hand. Love the giver more than the gift. And it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. That's true. A homemade gift is all about love. Yeah. You know, because it takes time, it takes thought, it takes every. It's, it's like when you're cooking. If you, you put love into your cooking, you can taste it. And so if you put love into making a present, that to me is one of the biggest compliments you can get is when someone gives me something that they made well i i agree um i've experienced that in my life with making something for somebody and i don't know there's a difference in how some people perceive it Mm. some people really accept it and and appreciate it and they feel it and then some people don't but that's okay that's where the level of where they're at at their christmas time their christmas spirit Mm -hmm. Many years ago, I was doing a job on the Olympic Peninsula, and we were at one of the reservations, and the chief there gave us a lot of salmon, a lot of coho salmon. So I got it smoked, and then I delivered it with a nice bottle of wine and some bread. And that was the most popular gift in our neighborhood. I had an abundance Mm -hmm. of salmon. I went door to door, Merry Christmas, here's your homemade card. But it was from the heart. And I don't think it cost me a penny, with the exception of buying a case of wine, which I will do for Christmas. Okay, Mm -hmm. here we go. The best of all gifts around any Christmas tree, the happy presence of a happy family all wrapped up at each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one has special meaning for me because, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough now. I've lost my mom and dad. And family... You know, our, our the siblings are kind of estranged. We're mm-hmm. in different parts, you know. We don't yeah. get together like we did when mom and dad were alive. And um, the memories, that's all I have now is the memories. And that's very much what I cling on to on Christmas Day because I, I haven't got the actual event anymore the way it was, mm-hmm. you know. Memories are what we have yeah. uh, a lot of times what people have left. Yeah, that's you all know, I have left. Can I go back on the last comment you made? Make them happy Please. memories, though. What was the one you said just before this? Well, there were two side by side. And one was love the giver more than the gift. And then it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. Okay. I want to say something from from personal experience. When I grew up, we lived in a place called Skyway. It's between Seattle and Renton. It's a Seattle address, but it's next to Renton. But... We had a guy up the street who was Filipino, and he was probably 20, 20, 22, and I was a teenager, 15, 14, and his name was Gene, and he worked at a bakery, his dad's bakery, but he would always, we'd be out playing in the streets, and he'd always walk the three or four houses down the hill to us, and he'd bring us these big boxes of donuts pastries, cinnamon rolls, all kinds of things, and Where he'd, was hand I? Out, he'd hand them out and smile. <laughs> But at Christmas, we got these all the time, all year long. But at Christmas, 
he we'd be at home in in the house because it's cold we're usually not outside playing but all of a sudden the doorbell would ring i'd answer the door because i was always the first one running up to the door and getting it but anyhow i'd answer the door and there stood gene with a santa claus hat on (laughs) all it was and he had two or three four boxes of donuts pastries cinnamon rolls you name it and he'd give them to us and you know what we got them all year long and we appreciate it but we appreciated it more at christmas and what it was it was no different than normal but what it was was that santa claus hat he put that thing on he'd ring the doorbell and he'd stand there and he said just want to tell you guys merry christmas and he also showed how do i want to say it even though he brought them all the time mm-hmm. at Christmas, he was showing you how much he loved you. Yes. By remembering you. And he was just, you could tell he was a lonely guy, even at yeah. his age. Aww. But he was, he was just, uh, the Christmas spirit was in him and you could mm-hmm. tell. And that hat made all the difference in the world. When he showed up, we knew it was Christmas and we knew what he meant. Have you ever put on a, like a Santa hat and all of a sudden you just feel different? Uh, no, I've never worn one. You've never worn a Santa hat? Mm-mm. What's wrong with you? Anyway, honestly, when you put on hats, it's like, well, any hat would make you feel the persona of the hat. But I mean, at Christmas, you put that hat on and it's just, it, it, it just makes you want to help people, help people and love people and make them happy. Yeah. Don't get out of here. I put my T-Mobile hat on. And what <laughs> I'm enjoying about this is we have the most wonderful neighbors wherever you live. And throughout mm-hmm. the year, they give the gift of love. But yes. on Christmas, there's a statement behind it. Because, yes, this is Christmas, but throughout the year, I love you. So things haven't mm-hmm. changed, and I hope you like the hat. Sharon, I came across one that has your name on it. Here we <laughs> go. May you never be too grown up to search the skies on Christmas Eve. Oh, that is so true. If anybody so I true. know in our 40, 49 years of marriage, if anybody I know other than her, there is not a person who would fit that bill better than her. <laughs> I believe the magic of Christmas. You're never too old to have the magic of Christmas. And if you're never, never, ever stop believing to Santa is real. Oh, yeah. He may have gone to an electric car because of the sleigh and the price, but he's, he's still real. She's the only person, Matt. Seriously, she's the only person that I know who would honestly believe Santa is real. Santa is real. Is in different ways. In different ways. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna that's take I'm gonna take Sharon's point on this one. Okay. Here's one that's kind of westernized in my opinion. One of the most glorious messes in the world is the mess created in the living room on Christmas Day. (laughs) Don't clean it up too quickly. Oh, so true. So true. I tell you, for the ones that have little ones, Mm -hmm. I remember the days when our son was small. I mean, that was... That was the coolest. I love Christmas with children, but children make Christmas is what they do. Mm-hmm. But if you can be adult enough to be a child at Christmas, then you've got everything you ever needed. You got to look at it with the eyes of a child. And I still do. I love getting presents. I love giving presents. I love the decorating, the whole thing. You know, we have three grandkids, 11, seven, and four. And on Christmas, there's 10 of us there every Christmas. Mm-hmm. Our son, daughter-in-law, the three kids, her family, and ours, or us. But 
we open them up and as we open them up our son is sitting there with a big <laughs> big garbage bag between his legs and everybody throws wrap or wads it up and throws it at him it kind of became a game yeah. in cleaning it up so instead of leaving it out with 10 people in the room and all the presents we just kind of clean it up as we go yeah but the theory but, the theory of that statement is true enjoy the moment don't be in well, such a hurry to clean it up and get ready for dinner and we enjoy, enjoy and moment. we enjoy the trashy all laying oh, around yeah. oh by yeah making it a game and throwing it at at the bag and seeing if some people sometimes they go into his face yeah. on purpose you know oh, but sometimes but it's yeah. a game and so yeah, yeah the, the trash part of it the, the leftover the wrappings yeah that's all part of it that's christmas. oh yeah that's christmas that makes helps make the spirit makes the day I love it. It certainly does. I love it. It certainly does. And the cats, if you have cats as we do, they really oh, yeah. enjoy that. Try to find me yes, now more than just climbing the Christmas tree. Sharon, <laughs> I'm going to team up with you. One okay. of us gets skip high, the other gets him low. Here we go. <laughs> there are three stages to man. Number one, he believes in Santa Claus. Number two, he does not believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> and number three, he is Santa Claus. A truer statement was never said. A truer statement was never said. And it doesn't have to be the father either. I mean, I've no mothers that play that gig. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's um, it's kind of, well, you know what, though? It's, it's like it says, you know, you start out as a baby, and then you become a teenager. Then you become an adult, and you become a functioning family, you know, whatever. Then you go back to being kind of like a kid when you get older, right? Well, if you're, if you're really blessed and you really believe in Christmas, you never stop being a kid, no matter what phase of life you're in. So even though they become the Santa at a later part in their life, that's still the little kid, you know looking and wondering he's just playing a different part but take that one step well go ahead matt was it that king call from kids from 1 to 93 or 92 something yeah. like that oh yeah one from oh, 92 yeah. 95 yeah. something like yeah. that yeah we'll and round you know, it off to 100. yeah there you go well you could yeah but yeah. you know that statement he is chris or he is santa claus mm -hmm. I play Santa Claus every year for the grandkids, and they one only the oldest that's one. That's real good, Skip. What if someone's listening? Well, they're not. <laughs> the one that's eleven years old, he's figured it out. Mm. He doesn't said anything. The seven year old, she's getting close. She keeps checking me out out of the corner of her eye. Four year old, he don't want. He, 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 his I comment won't. this year was, "I don't like him." <laughs> Skip, mm -hmm. you. The day is going to come when you're going to beat my daughter, Laura. And she was a cool kid growing up, and she always had sleepovers. And I'd have her friends over for a sleepover, and we'd have the Christmas tree and the gifts. And so I'm in my room, and their voices carry a little bit. When they were done taking turns imitating how Laura's dad talks, that's me. She said, oh, Christmas is so much fun. He still thinks I believe, and the gifts are really cool how he rats them up. But when I read Santa's message, I know it's from him because he has such horrible penmanship that I had to yeah. pretend I didn't hear any of that or that I was accepted and one of the guys and everything. <laughs> I have some hubris here. Okay, you ready? This is uh, stuff yeah. that um, gets away. You get up on um, the improv. You get on stage and stand up. Santa Claus has the right idea. Visit people only once a year. Yeah, you Well, know. there are some people you only want to visit once a year. You know the old you know? saying about 
family at Christmas and it's like, oh my God, I got to do this and that. There are, that is a situation that's real. I feel sorry for the people that do have that kind of family, but they do exist. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, our family's blessed. We all get along. Yeah. You know, we all like each other and we all get along. But it, that's like ben, ben Franklin said, you know, after th- three days, uh, company and fish both stink. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I will carry that with me. The job I retired from, we had two mm-hmm. old timers. One of them put in a job application a couple months before the other one. So they were both there for over 35 years. One got day shift. The other got swing shift. They had a love-hate relationship. As soon as one would enter the room, the other would leave. It was Ouch. really childish. But at the Christmas parties, they sat next to each other. They were best of friends. Hey, how's that boy of yours doing? Oh, no, I'm going to catch this round. But Christmas did that to them. Here's a Milton Burl. Are you ready? Yeah. It's always compelling to know that today's Christmas gifts are tomorrow's garage sales. That's so true. Uncle Milty. <laughs> That's funny you would say that because this is wintertime, right? So when spring comes around and garage sales become popular again, I always say to Skip, we got to go out and check it out because everybody's giving their Christmas presents away. That's exactly <laughs> you what know. they're doing. You know, I, ha- I have to. And you get some pretty cool stuff that way, let me tell you. I have something I want to say on that. But before I do, I have to preface it so mm-hmm. people understand where, I, where I'm coming from. You worry me when you talk like that. Sharon and I do our psychic showcase on every Wednesday evening, and we we do the psychic medium thing. We've done it for the last 40 years. But anyhow, um, here's a plug. Psychicspectrum.com is our website. However, on the on the on a certain uh, showcase night that we did on a Wednesday, I asked everybody, I said part of the talk was about Christmas regifting. And I said, come on, be honest. <laughs> Who in here has re-gifted their Christmas presents? Raise your hand. And they raised their hands, right? Almost everybody, unanimous, almost. And then I asked about something else, and somebody said, yeah, how many people sell them at garage sales or the neighborhood sale? And a lot about, let's say about half, raised their hand. And it's like, that's actually a true thing. It is a true thing. But but it's not but, because they didn't like it per se. They might have had one. They might have not needed it. Um, they didn't like the color. Or maybe they didn't like it. But or, I mean, but they, who but they cares? Did it graciously. Yeah, that's why I say who cares? So the person that gave it would not have hurt feelings. It was a gift and they accepted it. They mm-hmm. were gracious about it. Yes. Whether you like it or not, it's the thought behind it's the it. Thought. And at Christmas, when you give a gift, or when Christmas, when you receive a gift too, it's the thought that you have about the giver, and it's the thought that the giver has about you. That's right. And it's just something special. There's a different energy that's placed that's onto the gift. The Christmas spirit. Yes, I know. It's the love yep. connection, the respect, the admiration. Canada has Boxing Day. And that mm-hmm. is a day to return these wonderful gifts because you're still going to make a more desirable gift out of it. And you remember the loved one who gave it to you. But I like Johnny Carson. He said there was only one fruit cake ever made. And to this day, it's still being passed around gift to gift. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Those things 
I like, love them? them. I love fruitcake. I this I know this sounds crazy. Everybody says you're nuts. Yeah, you are nuts. I love fruitcake. It's good. Here, you it's just, just enjoy that good hard rock thing that tastes like fermented crap. And I'll say this now. I I I look forward to them coming out at Christmas time because every once in a while I've bought one, but I, and I've received one, and it's like I wouldn't mind getting a fruitcake for Christmas. I like fruitcake. He has never given a fruitcake away. You've always kept it. Yeah. You enjoy that. Matt does too. <laughs> you, you too brought... enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Guess whose house I'm going to visit this holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have that sucker in January and June for us, Matt. <laughs> okay. Hide it really good. There are a lot of Matt and Skips out there. Yeah. Here yes. is the 12th quote of, from Christmas. Are you ready? Uh huh. Nothing seems to bring people together like Christmas. Yeah, that's true. And you know, we talk about it because Christmas gets in your heart and most in most everybody, it's because it's true. It really does. The kid in you brings in that Christmas spirit, brings it back into you, and you kind of feel a little bit different you during the Christmas season. Of your of your Christmas, of your parents, of siblings, of you know family get-togethers. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I agree with that statement, but also there are other holidays that families do get together on, like Easter and such, that you know has fond memories too. But it's true. It seems like if we could carry the theme on of how people react to each other in December, it would be great if we could do it all year. Yeah, it needs to be all year long, but yeah. it does. At Christmas time, it brings people together. It's just like the story that Matt just said. Those two couldn't, wouldn't even speak to each other during the year, but then at the Christmas party, they, they sat next to each other. If they could do that at the Christmas party, why couldn't they do that all, all during the year? Sharon, it also happened in Las Vegas. We had to shut the plant down for a month to refit, and they had years of vacation pay saved up mm. and so each of them unbeknownst to the other thought they'd take their wife to vegas for a week they were in vegas and they were in some casino hotel and one of them recognized the other i think i know you they weren't in their coveralls they weren't wearing a hard hat uh, it's like the yeah. three stooges when you see their glamour <laughs> shots those are sharp looking guys but then yeah, you yeah. see them on film and they're fun but keep your distance from me yeah and it took yeah. quite a while till you're that guy i work with oh yeah. darn well yeah i believe it it's a i don't it still boggles my mind that people think they can prejudge and pre-qualify people just because they heard one thing they didn't agree with or they acted one way they didn't think was right you don't know what's going on in those people's minds or what they've been through i mean i have a a friend who lost uh her 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 it was her stepfather but she grew up knowing it as a father and it was on uh new year's day when they play the the uh, Super Bowl, yeah. or whatever day they play the Super Bowl, and she can't stand to watch the Super Bowl to this day, and she's in her eighties. Yeah. You know, I mean, different holidays, different times of the year affect people. So, if we could stay out of that judgment phase, I think it would be such a gift. I really do. You don't know, you don't know. Now, in regards to the Christmas spirit, today's Christmas spirit, you two are. The Psychic Spectrum Show. What is it from the Psychic Spectrum Show, the spirit of Christmas, that you would like to share with people? What I like to share with people is the, is knowledge. 
I, I I also would love, I, I like having people come to our showcase because some of them have no other place to go. Yeah. Some, not all of them, mm-hmm. but they, they seem to think of it as a family and we are a family. And um, if we can share knowledge or just give support and let someone know that they're heard, they're thought about and they're cared for, that's, that's my main purpose. That and healing. Like when we do our mediumship work, the, the people's faces change. They they like lose ten years. A lot of them just want to hear that that other person on the other side's understanding what they've been through. And you do when you go to the other side. You finally see. I get it. You know. And you know when we bring in speakers to speak about different topics, uh, or sometimes we are the speakers and we talk about things. We always try to teach something, and we always have our speakers teach something about the metaphysical, the paranormal, and the spiritual world. And one of the big things that I do is when I'm speaking, and I'm I'm more often than not the speaker. No, you have been for a long time. Different yeah. topics every week, okay? But whoever's speaking, especially when I'm speaking, we try to bring about, like, at Christmas time, I will talk about the things that we practice at Christmas, the tr- customs and traditions in the Western civilization, but also some of the reality behind things, like Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. He was likely born in June. No, July, or, I thought it was. Or July, I can't remember. But I don't have the date, the things that, that talk in front of me. But It wasn't it, cold enough in July. I know. So they had to wait till December. <laughs> but there's, so. things, there's things like that. And where did Christmas trees come from? And we try to teach people that kind of history, um, you know. It, but but, but, but you we know, bring it all together every talk, and we bring it all together so that people still keep the big picture, but they know the reality behind the myth and the practices. But we don't take away from the practices that we do. But also, <laughs> we're not the end all, know all. We're giving information and knowledge yeah. so they can think yep. and make up their own minds and their own choices because we still learn. Even when we have speakers come in or learn about a topic that you speak on, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So, I mean, hopefully you will never stop learning because that's what you do. Something that Christmas had done for me one year, the job I retired from when I was new, there was an old timer I had friction with. Whenever anything happened between us, it went negative and very close to push going to shove. And so I ran the mill, and I would have to shut it down after the rest of the plant was gone, put out the furnaces and everything. And so we're shutting it down for the holiday, and there he is in the parking lot with a straight face like he's getting worked up. I thought, my gosh, what's going to happen? He just wanted to wish me a Merry Christmas. Now (laughs) we're already at halftime, and we have to take a break for our sponsors, who we love very much. So we will be right back after these messages. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. 
Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Garnet Schulhauser from Victoria, B.C. for another round of metaphysical Q&A. This time, we're doing it holiday style. On Saturday, Tamara Vaughn, an ordained minister, joins us to talk about the universality of compassion and holiday spirit with or without religious affiliation. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Matt's and Mitchell Show. This is Matt Shea filling in for Gary and Suzanne. And we have the honor of having Skip and Sharon Lange with us from the Psychic Spectrum. Skip and Sharon, you have an incredible website, or I should say websites, plural. Please let everyone know how they can make contact with you. Oh, thanks, Matt. It's, our website is uh, psychicspectrum.com, and you can go there. There's the Contact Us page. There's every event listed. And, and I do want to say that almost, well, in fact, every single one of our events, except just one, are live, in person, and online, and people can join in from wherever they are. We have people joining in from all over the world, and we've we've actually hit every continent, <laughs> in the world and sometimes multiple 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 times yeah but, it's fun but it's really cool so that's where we are that's where we're located and we do our things live local here in fife washington we even have people stay up till what was it 11 in england when they see the spectrum oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun you've had me it's on fun. a few times and i had some of those people type in call mm-hmm. in with their comments and i mm-hmm. love it you've really united the world with the psychic spectrum stuff no, well, but Matt, let me Matt, let me let me say that let me add because I, had, I didn't address that we have Matt as our man on the streets on mm-hmm. the second Saturday of every month on our podcast and Matt is our man on the street and he talks about haunted places that people actually go they don't know they're haunted they they feel something or they sense something maybe but you places that people, if they don't, they can go back to it again. And so that's Matt. We thank you for being mm-hmm. our man on the streets. Thank you. Okay. We were talking about how Christmas unites people, friend and foe. And I mentioned at the job I worked at, there was an older man that I was having problems with, and it was boiling down to an ugly cultivation or so I thought. 
and all it was is he was waiting for me to leave the plant because I was shutting it down, and I'd be the last person leaving. The only car out there was mine and his when he pulled up. And so he confronts me with this intimidating, he towered over me. He was a large, strong man who'd worked there for years. Hey, Matt, Merry Christmas. He shook my hand. He was trembling, a little bit of tear. We went out for some pie and coffee. From that day forward, we'd meet for breakfast. We'd go for rides. We'd go to Eastern Washington. It took Christmas to make it happen. Something compelled oh, him, and, and was I ever in need of that? What a beautiful story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that right there tells you what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, I would like to cover what are some of your fondest Christmas memories. And Nathan, I bet you got one for us. <laughs> well, this uh, kind of goes back to a typical kid being, you know, excited about the gifts and opening presents. And uh, definitely one of my most favorite memories of being by the tree with family and opening a Chris was a Christmas gift was I opened up something and I uh, looked at it and was like, oh, this is weird. It's just like a brown piece of leather and it's, you know, like a tubular and it's like, huh, strange. And it's like, okay. So I didn't even know what it was. Then uh, they said, open it up. So I went to the top and opened up uh the opening for the case and uh, turned it upside down and out slid. I remember a nice shiny brand new pool cue. And that is the most moment I was joyous for opening up a Christmas present was opening up that (laughs) pool cue. And to this day, I still bring that cue with me everywhere I go when I'm playing pool. It's in my case. And I, make sure I'll never get rid of it or uh, do anything that would really make it damaged. I might, you know, do some uh, shots with it or give it to somebody I trust if they needed a pool cue to play with, but I make sure it stays with me everywhere I go and I keep it as a remembrance of the first pool cue I ever got because uh, pool is something I really ended up growing up to enjoy doing. It's one of my favorite hobbies and uh, probably wouldn't be as good as I am or playing at the ability I am if I wasn't for that pool cue. Wow. That's I love cool. it. It had your name on it. It was just waiting uh, for yeah. December 25th. Not engraved, but it definitely had the the spirit <laughs> name on it. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely story. That is. That's really, that's actually, that's what is embodies the whole spirit of christmas it's like and you still remember that to this day and i mean you appreciate it and i got that maybe when i was probably about 10 years old is when i got that so it's you know long uh, more than a decade ago decades i should (laughs) say now i was gonna say decades i can imagine yeah (laughs) well that's right up there with the mickey mantle bat i got for a birthday gift years ago and that's the only christmas (laughs) gift i got and still use from my childhood that I can think of. Oh, that's cool. So cool. What do you got? Mine isn't so much when I was a kid. Um, I, I did two careers in my life. One was at the telephone company, and the other one was at the state of Washington. When I was at the telephone company, 
when I was a on the uh, special services cable splicing crew, the big thing was that in um, what's that area called uh, White Center, oh. Washington. Um, I was, was going to say Georgetown, but yeah, what was yeah, there? White Center was to be able to go out with our our tower trucks that take us up to the poles, and we could work up there. Go out with those and put up the Christmas decorations that hang on the the telephone poles and the street lights all through White Center. And it was a special deal because people that got to do that were selected to do that. They were old timers. They had a lot of seniority. They were people who were kind of the lead on on each section of the crew. And I wanted to go so bad that my first year on that crew, it's like that was like the pinnacle of my year was if I could hang those Christmas decorations, that would be awesome and so boss looked at me and said i want you and your partner my partner was hayward he said i want you and your partner to take the tower truck and i want you up in the bucket i looked at him and, and i almost wanted to hug him but but i didn't dare but anyhow i was so thrilled that we got to go out and do this and after that i, I was picked every year because i had the experience and we did that every single year and it's like that was a special time because that kind of lit up the christmas spirit for me and i thought if i could get to do that that would be like the pinnacle of my career at the phone company and it wasn't but it felt like it at the time and it Mm. it ignited the christmas spirit in me what about you well i have nothing that that dramatic the fondest memory i have this sounds really crazy but we always, you know, the Christmas socks that they got up now, Christmas you know, the, the red socks with the white on oh, them yeah. and their names around them and their glittery and all that stuff. Well, when I was a kid growing up, because, I mean, we were uh, not exceptionally wealthy, um, we used my dad's work socks. <laughs> really? Big, long, white work socks. And we hung them on, you know, up on the, wherever we hung them, on the wall or whatever. I don't think we had a fireplace. And every Christmas, it was always the same thing. And why I got so excited about finding it, I don't know, because I knew what was in there. But my mom and dad had this thing where they said it it was a tradition, I guess, from back when they were a kid. But every year, that sock would have an orange and some unshelled pecans. Yeah. And then there was a toy of some type in there. But I just remember the orange and the pecans and that long saggy white sock of my dad's that that's my fondest memory well that's cool when i was cool when i was young my dad had to go to the hospital for knee surgery and he was to stay christmas eve and christmas day there that surgery was that um important and so Mm -hmm. i was really down that we were going to have christmas eve without him and so when I came home from school, greatly depressed, hanging my head, I opened the door. Their dad was set up in the living room. Dad was approximately six foot eight, and they had an issue with a hospital bed fitting him, but home fit him really nice. And so by default, <laughs> we got him for Christmas. And we always had great Christmases. Well, that was a great Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool memory. You know, Matt, I want to add to this. Well, we're talking about the last words of Steve Jobs. He said, 
Don't raise your children to be rich. Educate them to be happy. When they grow up, they will know the value of things and not the price. And if you take that and apply that to Christmas, mm-hmm. and don't educate your children to be all about the gifts. Educate them to it's accept. Not- no, <laughs> educate them to accept Christmas. Yeah. In their head and the in meaning, their heart. The meaning of Christmas. The meaning of it. And when they grow up, they'll remember the value of Christmas. You have just described Dr. Seuss's Hoosville. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Really? I've mm-hmm. never read those. You never oh, read those? Oh, the Grinch? Huh? Yes. That was the punchline oh, yeah, yeah. you just described. Was, yeah. was it really? Yeah. Oh, yes. No. Yeah, it had nothing to do with gifts. It had to do with mm-hmm. the spirit of Christmas. It all accounted for, including yep. wow. opening the heart and healing the heart. There are Christmas time is going to put forth some funny memories, and my mom had a nativity scene. She's a Catholic girl, and then she had a Hanukkah bush in the next room for our Jewish friends. And the neighbors up and down the street did an incredible job for Santa North Pole. So our block covered everything but mom had that nativity scene well she would put the christmas gifts under the tree like two weeks before christmas so we would mm-hmm. come home seeing the tree and the gifts and our name on it well my brother paul and my little sister mo and i we noticed that each of us had a gift that had to be the same thing the dimensions <laughs> were perfect and had our names on it were of that where we were the lower half of us six kids so we're trying to figure out what it would be and Paul bumped something, and a beam of light shot through. There were flashlights. So we figured <laughs> out where the handles were. So here, Mom and Dad are going about their business, and when they weren't looking, we would grab the light and kind of shine the back of their back and then put it back like we're innocent. We don't know what's going on. So we had mm-hmm. fun playing flashlight tag, but don't get caught. <laughs> and then on Christmas, oh, Christmas Eve is when we opened our gifts. We had to act excited like, oh, wow, a flashlight. How neat. We've been playing with it for over a week. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You know, our our son, that little sucker, when he was little and I didn't know he did it, but we always got all, we, we did the same thing. We put the presents under the tree early, you know, and you could see them and all that stuff. And it wasn't until he was like in his 30s, I believe, or late 20s, that he told me yeah, late 20s. that he would go out at night after we'd all gone to bed, he'd unwrap all his presents and see what he got, and then he'd wrap them back up. <laughs> and we couldn't tell. He wrapped no, them exactly yeah, the way they were. He did it perfect. And then on Christmas Day, oh, wow, thanks, you know, and I thought, mm-hmm. what the hey? I mean, and he told me that, and I thought, you little turkey. I mean, he was a smart little kid, you know, and I never even thought about it. He's 43 now, but when, when we think back about it, <laughs> and then now he's telling his kids, no, yeah. leave the presence alone. Yeah. I went, Joe. Yeah. Uh, think about that. You know. <laughs> but that's a funny moment for me. Uh, you need to give them the little yeah. trick I do to some people if I uh, want to give them the implication that they maybe are not getting what they want. So what I do is I take a cereal box and then I open <laughs> it up from the bottom side because normally people just open it from the top. So they won't even look True. at the bottom. And normally that would True. be maybe tattered anyway. I open mm-hmm. it up from the bottom and then stick something into that cereal box. And then so or take out the bag and then put the item at the top. So when they open up the cereal box, it's there at the top. 
and I'll just hide it in there if it can fit in there. And usually people are welcome with a nice surprise when they have their bowl of cereal. Oh, yes. That's clever. That's funny. You You know, I do have another fond memory of Christmas. My family I grew up in celebrated Christmas a certain way. And it was all about the gifts. But then then it was about Christmas after the gifts were open. <clears throat> when I met my wife's family, my wife and her family, when we got married, her dad thought it was funny <laughs> to take uh, the, ra- the tube that's inside the wrapping paper when the wrapping paper is gone. And he'd put, sometimes he'd put a penny in there. And he'd let it roll around nuts, acorns, walnuts. Just called a cell. He called it a cell. And he'd wrap it up. And when you got one of these, he'd sit there and he was like a a 12 or 8 year old kid on Christmas Day getting ready to open his present. He was so excited about that little thing. And at first I thought, why would he do this? Is he just trying to tell me he doesn't? doesn't really like me and, and that and then the second year came and the third year and every year we got one of these things and <clears throat> i started doing it with our son when he came along and to this day joe will say i know what it is <laughs> and, and we'll give it to somebody in the family and it is but it's still it's still expected and it's a memory that i have of her dad at christmas um, and I think our son has it about us at Christmas, and me because I'm the one that does it. And I'm hoping the grandkids do. So, well, we'll find out. You want to know how crazy my dad was at Christmas? He get he thought it was the funniest thing he ever did. But he took and gave my son, and he didn't wrap it or get it till like a day before Christmas because it was. He gave him a real pig's tail. Yeah, and he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever done. I mean, I'm talking a real pig. He went tail. to the butcher and got a pig's tail, wrapped it up, and gave it to my son. But you got to remember, and he was laughing. Your dad grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah, but I mean, he thought that was funny, and I just yeah. thought, what the huh? <laughs> and, he enjoyed it, so it's a good memory. And your dad really, really had Christmas spirit. Yeah. Um. It 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 really came out at Christmas. And one of the things he'd do is he'd go to Chubby and Tubby's in White Center, <laughs> and he'd get he'd pay what was it a dollar or five dollars? Oh, it was three dollars, two or three, four dollars. Christmas tree. It looked like the Linus and oh and, my god, and Snoopy. He got the ugliest tree he could find. And it was like, is, could you really call it a tree, or did it would classify it would classify or qualify as a branch? <laughs> And all out of shape and everything. And he thought that was cool. He says, that's Christmas. Every year it got worse. Yeah. And it, but it was, it was comical. Mm -hmm. It was funny. And at the same time, it was. Now think about it. That's a Christmas tree. He picked up a tree that he knew nobody else would want. Yep. And he made it feel special. And that's what Christmas is all about. And it was decorated. It looked, when it got done, it would look like a Christmas tree. It was weird looking, but it looked like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, that's pretty cool. And he had money to buy a nice tree, but it wasn't, that wasn't the thing. It was Christmas spirit came out in him. It's a labor of love. He spent a lot of time crafting that was a gift of love from him. That was his signature. Mm-hmm. My sister Kathy does interesting things. And one year she had made ties for us. Ties. But it wasn't the type of formal tie where you would have to wear, you know, at some 
presentation. It was a tie that could go to any restaurant, any fun thing. But she made them herself. They were all distinct. And it was just something different. And I think the word cool fits here. But that's mm-hmm. what she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the weird things that people do, the weird customs people have, the practices people have, doesn't matter where they're from, um, if they're celebrating Christmas in any fashion or any manner. Or any holiday it's, that it, they celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even from the weirdest things like the, the Snoopy and the Linus Christmas tree <laughs> to the 12-foot-tall noble fir tree. It doesn't matter. It's Christmas is your Christmas. Make it your Christmas and carry the the Christmas spirit um, in it. Even if you don't put up a tree this year and you give out your gifts, it's Christmas. And you know, the hardest thing is if you're going through some bad things, say you just lost your spouse Mm -hmm. or um, times are tough or, Mm -hmm. you know, life is just not really, really what you think life should be. Okay. And it's tough times. Putting up Christmas, as hard as it is for some people, because, oh, I don't have the energy to do that, whatever. If you go and you do it, the decorations themselves somehow, like a key, unlocks the Christmas spirit. And and you start to feel better. You know, I mean, you're you're still sad, probably, because, you know, you don't have your significant other or children have moved away or, you know, whatever, or your mom and dad's gone. But um it's that feeling it's that it's like it has to be unlocked and that's what the decorations and the christmas and the candy and the cookies and the di- that's all what that's all about is unlocking those childhood memories that you have fondly kept in your heart you yeah. know and i'm not you know there are ones that don't have such good memories you know but they have to create and make their own so that they can go back year after year and that little that memory they created can be uh, felt again and you know matt some people are slow starters they can't get into the christmas spirit till two weeks before or a week before and they rush around and get all their christmas presents they wrap them and it's like all of a sudden they it ignited they got their yeah, christmas and, spirit and when you get into it you go darn i wish i had more time yes yeah. because you waited so long what i yeah. did what i did one year for christmas is that i bought uh a gift pack for Anthony's home port for just the women of the family. So that was like about 12 of them, something. But they got to pick after the holidays when this night would happen. Then they told me all about it. But no boys, just the girls. Everything Anthony has to offer, the Christmas lights are still out. They had an outing. They spent hours there. But mm-hmm. that's what it was. I, bu- cool. I bought them a memory waiting to happen. On occasion, exactly. they still mention it. And then growing up, we had a very close, warm, loving family. We had tons and tons of Christmas ornaments from decades ago, just never threw them out. But when I mm-hmm. see family, I will recognize some of those ornaments that were on the tree in that living room where I grew up. And that'll just hit me like it's talking to me. My childhood is alive and well. It's another Christmas. Yes. And yes, that yes. was there day one. You know what does that for me? Because I was born in 1950, right? So I'm old. The bubble lights. Remember the bubble lights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That the would, clip, would, that would clip onto the branches and then it would bubble. They had some kind of, was it water? Like some kind candle, of liquid. And you know, it would like bubble. A, yeah. Remember those? Yes, I do. Yeah, I was back in the day, man. I love those you know lights. You what they had in them? Liquid glycerin. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. And it would heat up and it would bubble. Ah, then it would bubble. Yeah. I love those things. Oh, yeah. The and lava you know, lamps? 
kind of like a old time lava lamp, only they were really, really skinny and little. They looked like a, a candle, about like a, a birthday cake yeah. candle. Yeah, it was and maybe two and a half inches. The tall. light was inside of it, and they were different colors. Yeah, different colors, and but they had bubble. They were made out of glass, but when the light would come on, they bubble. The mm -hmm. liquid would heat up, and it would bubble from the bottom up to the top. Bubble, 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 bubble. I can't constant. say. I can't say. I'm not happy that the Christmas trees now have already been lit. Yeah, because that was a headache trying to make sure those lights would light. You had to test them all, and you got to wrap them around a tree and all that. Find that was the one a, that didn't that work. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. I am thankful for the modern convenience of a tree that's already lit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the tinsel always got me in trouble because oh, Lord, when yes. I was living in apartments for a number of years, I'd find the dumpster of a twenty-four hour place, whatever. <laughs> it can't get away. Well, the tinsel would lead down the steps of the apartment. All the way there, at a you know, I bet that was Matt, that type of thing. But it'd be a trail of it how I disposed of the tree at Alki Beach. They have an annual bonfire for Christmas trees, just oh, throw up they? your tree and throw it in. Oh, it gets bigger every year. Now, oh my gosh, now it has happened again. Uh, we're just about over with here, we're at the remaining oh. two minutes. It always happens with you two, but I thank you so much for being here. And it meant everything for Gary and Suzanne to have the Skip and Sharon team here. Again, please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Oh, PsychicSpectrum.com. And we do two podcasts every week, Tuesday and Saturday at 1. And um, on our website, everything is listed there, all of our events, the times and dates. You can join in online. And podcasts can be on Facebook pod, podcast. We broadcast live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And we are now on Amazon Music. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, my name is Matt Shea, and you can get in touch with me as well if you would like. If you go to Matt Shea, S H E A books.net, there's a lot of Skip and Sharon stuff there if you dig deep enough. And a lot of my <laughs> Amazon, and I always write people back who write me. And on behalf of Gary and Suzanne, on KKNW, we thank you for listening in today, and we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Here's what's coming up next week on Manson Mitchell. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcome back Garnet Schulhauser from Victoria, B.C. for another round of metaphysical Q&A. This time, we're doing it holiday style. On Saturday, Tamara Vaughn, an ordained minister, joins us to talk about the universality of compassion and holiday spirit, with or without religious affiliation. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150.